from a bunker in beautiful Potchester, the Bronx. It's electoral dysfunction. Now, here's your host, Tom Brennan. Hey everyone, welcome to a special bonus episode of Electoral Dysfunction, the show where comedians and experts debate the news of the week from the safety of their quarantines. I'm your host, Tom Brennan. Thanks for joining us. Uh, in a moment, I'm going to play our conversation cut from this week's episode because we wanted to give it its own weight here, uh, where we talk about both mental health and ageism in the United States Senate pertaining to the situations of Senator John Fetterman of Pennsylvania and Senator Dianne Feinstein of California. It was a really good conversation. Before we get to that, I just want to say we recorded this week's episode on Saturday morning. Later that day, it was announced that former President Jimmy Carter was moving into hospice care. He's 98 years old. And just want to take a moment here at the top of the show. By the time this this recording goes live, it's possible we will have lost this great leader and great president uh, and great ex-president. But I uh, just want to take a moment here to talk very quickly about it and say whether you supported him and believed in him as a great leader or whether you thought that his reign of wearing sweaters and uh, supporting human rights were just a steady march towards socialism. I think we can all agree that that the life and legacy of Jimmy Carter, someone who was rejected by the American people in a stunning fashion uh, and then went on to overcome that adversity and create one of the most successful post-presidencies and still continue to make an impact into his 98th year on this planet is something that is just so admirable and uh, Godspeed, President Carter, on behalf of everyone involved in electoral dysfunction, especially Robert George, who famously wrote a speech for Ronald Reagan. Uh, <laughs> that was unfair of me. Uh, I think if you get a chance, uh, Jimmy Carter's book, Faith, is an incredible book. You don't need to be a spiritual or religious person to really read it and get a lot of value out of it. it it's the the wisdom of a man in his 90s looking back on a life of success and hardship and uh, exploring what faith means to him just is an incredible, incredible experience. So look it up. Uh, Godspeed, Jimmy Carter, uh, and thank you for your service to America, one of the greatest countries uh, on earth and easily one of the top five countries in the solar system. With that, Ned Thorne, let's kick it over to the bonus episode. So this week, uh, Senator John Fetterman from Pennsylvania mm. uh, elected last year, helped swing the Senate uh, for to full Democratic control. Uh, and who went through uh, an issue with with a stroke last year and is recovering from that, uh, ha uh, admitted himself to the hospital uh, for depression. And this has caused a little bit of a stir, like conversation about mental health in the spaces of government. His his career and in, in his, his time in the Senate so far has had some other conversations about accessibility uh, uh, in U.S. government and that representation. Uh, and I think, you know, I, I want to talk just very briefly about it because I think there is a nuanced conversation to be had about mental health and the mental well-being of the people in in these positions of power without out and out saying they should be kicked out of office. Um, you know, we had a similar story this week. Uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein, uh, California, announced that she will be retiring at the end of this term. Uh, had she run for re-election, I believe she would have been 90 on the day she was sworn in. Uh, and there have been overt conversations about Senator Feinstein's mental uh, acuity uh, in Washington for the last few years. 
uh, you know, and I think, uh, uh, you know, uh, Robert and I, we both talked about this a lot, just dealing with family members who, who have uh, endured dementia and, you know, the complicated feelings we have when these conversations come up. Uh, how, on the one hand, I do think it's a good thing that Senator Dianne Feinstein retires and perhaps should have even retired in 2018. And how, on the other end, I also recognize she's a senior senator from the state of California. There's a little more attention on her. And at the same time, there wasn't nearly this much uh, of an uproar when Senator Tad Cochran of Mississippi was in the Senate and had to have an aide with him on the floor to vote for him. <laughs> uh, because... Like they were like, and all that to say, like that, you know, the one does not forgive the other. You know, there's conversations of gender. There's conversations also of of uh, you know, like Feinstein being someone who, you know, when she ran was more progressive, but is now viewed in a more moderate lens. There's a lot going on there. Uh, at the U.S. Senate, we are talking about a body where being 52 makes you one of the younger people. So, you know, there, there's a lot to discuss there. But I think going back to, to Fetterman speaking, I think it is important to note, you know, anyone who has, has suffered from depression, it manifests in different ways. But just think, imagine going through just this, you know, incredibly difficult emotional Ill, you know, emo an illness that manifests itself emotionally, you know, and for me as someone who's dealt with it, I remember days where like I'd wake up in the morning and felt like there was a boulder on my chest and like could not get out of bed. I can't imagine doing that and going to work with Ted Cruz. Like that just seems like maybe the most cruel circumstance. <laughs> so with that in mind, let's talk about uh, Senator Fetterman and and and, and his announcement. Uh, uh, Hannah, we'll start with you. Just thoughts on on this announcement and and you know the discourse off of it. Well, you know, certain stakes are in it to to come out with to reveal anything about your personal health or well being let alone it being in the mental health arena where America has so many hangups and is in such deep denials uh, around mental health when it comes to so many things. So to not only face the, the issue, but face it head on and honestly state that this is where you are, like this is leadership, this is vulnerability, this is um, opening the door to conversations like the one we're having and like, what is the balance of like, so much more is asked of leaders. So do you have that to give and only the individual can make that call yeah. for themselves? I think that's the thing I think about a lot. You know, we talked about this uh, in the past before, like I have actually more sympathy for politicians than someone who is as cynical as I am normally does <laughs> just this, like as much as I think the vast majority of them are are weird sociopaths it's also like a lot is put on them a ton of pressure is put on them no matter the benefits no matter the power the pay whatever like it is an incredible amount that is put on them and they are human beings at the end of the day uh I also I thought I had and and we'll talk about this a little bit wider it's like you know this is probably not the first United States senator who's gone into the hospital for depression. It's just probably the first one to out and out say it, uh, or any elected official, but particularly in that that body. Uh, Karen, I'm curious your thoughts. Just you know, reading that news and taking it in, and 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 that conversation. Well, I just thought I just think that guy is so brave. Anyway, I just really applaud him. Um, and I, you know, he's had a he had a major health scare, and you know, often the side effect of that kind of, you know, anything major health like that, once you get onto the other side is depression. So, you know, 
it's to be expected that somebody would, you know, I know he probably had depression before that, but it's, but it's something to be expected from, you know, maybe people could understand that and it will open, uh, you know, he'll, he might be the sort of sacrificial lamb in this depression thing. Like in 40 years, we'll be like, remember when we made a big deal out of the fact that, you know, uh, John Fetterman, like went to, you know, checked himself in. It's like, I mean, in New York city, like somebody saying they had depression or like see a, a therapist or even took time off from something for depression. I don't know a lot of people in this city who would bat an eye. Um, I think, you know, and I feel like it, that hopefully will spread around. I do know people from, you know, who still see a stigma with mental illness outside of, outside of like the big cities and stuff. And, you know, he does come from sort of the rural state. I'm sorry, my dog is disagreeing. No, quite, quite all right. Well, yeah, uh, yes, and Karen, it's in government and it's also in the military in a in major I, way. You don't want to create a paper trail that could uh, deter you from the moves that you want to make in your career and in your life, to Karen's point. Yeah, and I think a thing. Oh, curious, can I? Oh, can I just interrupt balance, one more yes. because I before I forget what Hannah just said. My friend told me this story about her daughter's boyfriend who um, went to a top medical school, was in a top residency program, and you know, after seeing all the death and you know horrible things that were happening to people, he discovered that he was depressed and had and instead of like going to see somebody, cause they have somebody that you can go see at his hospital, it goes into your record. So you know what mm. they all do? They all friggin' drink. They're, that's why so many doctors are substance abusers and alcoholics because he does, so she ended up having to break up with this girl had ended up having to break up with her boyfriend because she saw what was gonna happen down the road I and mean, she's smart, so. <laughs> I'm curious, and I, Robert, as before you get into that, I want to just have this in mind in the conversation. There, a lot of, I think people were more sympathetic towards him than I expected. Even people, you know, like even the people who were, you know, politic, cynically and politically after him, framed it in a way that was much more respectful than I expected. Uh, you know, but there was a a a, thr a thing I saw from a few facets of the right wing, you know, was, oh, you know, like he lied to the people of Pennsylvania, should have disclosed this and that and the other about his medical condition. And uh, I'm not going back to the point of the beginning, like I'm not necessarily against like full, as full a medical disclosure as is possible for anyone running to be in a position in, you know, leadership in the federal government. Uh, uh, his fellow senator, Bob Casey Jr., senior senator from from Pennsylvania, just underwent prostate cancer surgery this week. Uh, I think it's fair to say that, you know, there was probably not a lot of conversation about a man in his 60s potentially having prostate cancer as a concern when Bob Casey ran for re-election in 2018. And I do, it's, you know, I get that, you know, I don't want to sound like, you know, playing dumb here. I get that for a lot of people, understanding depression as a medical illness is a new thing. Uh, but but I just found that comparison striking that it was like, well, cancer, of course. But, uh, you know, that's something he'll fight and get past it. And woohoo, like, you know, like, and we'll all support him. And, you know, someone else saying I'm depressed, like, well, you should resign. <laughs> like, is well, I mean, we're, a, we're a lot more uh, 
Well, obviously, there, there are definite double standards when it comes to um, mental and emotional issues versus physical physical ones. Um, mm -hmm. We are, though, um, a lot more knowledgeable about can cancer and that um, um, prostate cancer um, yeah. is one of the most one of the most treatable. So um, I think pe people have it's easy for people to, to kind of file that uh, to file that away. Uh, in terms of the the, the, the Fetterman, I, I mean, I think you're right. Generally speaking, even on a you know hell site like Twitter, there was there was a lot there was a lot of um, compassionate kind of tweeting from many from people who, uh, even though there were some on the right who were you know making the political jump, but there were a lot of others just being more compassionate, saying you know um, uh, uh, Senator Fetterman has these physical challenges, and now and, and now it's clear he's got this depression as as, as well. You know, let's put politics aside. It's 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 good that it's good in particular that a man comes st is stepping forward and admitting that this is that this is that this is going on. Um, though I will say this, um, we should have to look at uh, look at cold reality as well because people make uh, political judgments and observations and things like that. You pointed out that um, Fetterman's winning moved the Senate from 50-50 to 51-49, mm -hmm. which, which was very, very important in terms of how the Democrats were able to um, organize um, their committees. And it enabled them to move um, move nominations um, forward a lot, um, um, a lot faster. That 51st vote um, was still important. Now they've got, they're, they're back to now a, it's now a 50-49 um, Senate. Um, Fetterman is probably. I think the the. I think what I saw today or yesterday, he's uh, he's probably going to be getting uh, treatment for his depression. I think they said several weeks. So that's going to make things uh, mm -hmm. complicated and dicey um, in the um, in, in 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 just the in just how the formation of the Senate is going to be going on, and. There may be a point. I mean, it's it's early to say this, but it, there may be a point where um, Fetterman and his family and so forth um, may re realize even it's it's frustrating, and he's like made a he's just made this major goal that, that he's that the combination of things may just be too much for him. And, you know, Governor Shapiro may end up having to um, appoint somebody. I, again, this is very early to, to, to talk about, talk about this, but these, you, you do have to start recognizing these kind of factors to the point about uh, the point about um, Senator Feinstein, um, which is a little bit, which is a little bit different from, from, from Fetterman, but uh, you know, Tom, you know, you and I, um, you know, both have, um, both have both have mothers who are, you know, are seniors and are uh, have are, are struggling with uh, neurological issues and um and 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 so forth and you know they are lovely wonderful um, normal people <laughs> who do not, who don't have the the huge workload and level of responsibilities. That a that a United States that a United States senator has, and there were there was talk about um, Feinstein 
in her last real her, her last re-election, you know, six years ago, that she was slowing down. That she was slowing down a little bit, and I and I think at that time she was. Um, I think she was the age my mom is now, like eighty four. You know, 84, 84 years old. So um, some of the questions that come up uh, about um, about politicians and their age and and so forth. Are are not just political cheap shots. I mean, I yeah. think there's, there's some. I think there's some legitimate ones that, that come up. And once you're into your late seventies and early eighties, um, the 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 switch, you know, can go. It, it can it can come at any time. So I mean, having having that kind of a having that kind of a conversation um, is 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 fair is 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 fair. And uh, and it's something that you know. With, with with the likelihood of Biden and Trump um, running running again, it's fine to have the it's fine to have this conversation um, and 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 not have it devolve into just into just cheap shots, but honesty about um, about the um, uh, the demands the demands of the job, whether it's in the Senate or whether it's in the whether it's in the White House. Um, with uh, a fair eyes to saying, okay, no, they're doing fine. They're doing fine. I said, okay, well, maybe we need to have this conversation now. I think my mom would be a better senator than John Cornyn of Texas, though, still at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and mine, too, probably. It makes me think of Reagan, though. Like, yeah. weren't there rumors of Reagan being unwell in, in the jelly beans? Is he that had, he had Alzheimer's that- during his second. There were reports. That, so they, they announced they announced the Alzheimer's, if memory serves me correctly. In, four, uh, I think. Um, well, he died in 94. I thought they announced. No, he died in 2004. Oh, no. So you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, they, but but the, the pretty question, good to remember something from <laughs> that's old history for both of us. There, 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 there you go. Um, but you know, it was, it was in the nineties and it was but after it was, Clinton was president, but, I mean, but, but, but it's, there was it's questions. Fine, about the, like, it's, like, it's a fine line because there have been cases where it's been covered up and people have been moved ahead anyway. And I think that is, it's not good for the country or, or anybody, right. but the, the political system as it is, was going to push that through regardless of the humanity of the person involved. And I'm not a huge fan of Reagan, but like, where 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 the question can create doubt um and how it's used so easily and it's um yeah that's we where can go, we can go back a hundred we can go back a hundred years i mean um woodrow wilson had a, 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 a um woodrow wilson um asterisk worst president and arguably worst president in history but but it's like he had a hey, he had that, a, andrew johnson well, for some actually, get your point. Get your point. I'm but, sorry. Um, uh, he he had a stroke. He had a stroke uh, in office, and um, um, his 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 wife was basically the one making the major decisions. Mm-hmm. The, I think it was like a year and a half. Of it, I think it was a. I think it was like a year and a half uh, of a, the last year and a half of his presidency. His wife was basically making the decisions. I mean, obviously, back then we didn't have. 24 um, seven uh, media and all this. And then the president had to be in the, um, you know, had to be making multiple, multiple public appearances um, on a, on a weekly, on a weekly basis. But yeah, that was, you know, that was going, you know, that was going on. And, 
it was uh, it was it was easy to cover up those kind of things. But yeah, they, they, the first you know the, the, the we keep talking about who who will be the first female president. Well, is actually we've already had one. It was Mrs. Wilson, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, famously, uh, John Quincy Adams was our oldest president at the time at seventeen years old. Uh, people died early <laughs> back then. Now, um, I think one, but uh, uh, I do want to say, like tying back to the beginning of this, Nikki Haley when she made her announcement said there should be a mental acuity test for 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 politicians over 75 years old i didn't think that was necessarily wrong like in general i hope like a positive non-cynical part of me says like i hope out of the the fetterman issue that we have better i know neurological is different from mental health in in many cases but just not just focus on the physical health of someone like neurological and mental health uh screenings things that these things that we kind of consider shameful and weird for years and then we sweep under the rug, you know, become things that are just like any health thing, a thing that could happen to someone at a certain age. My but concern also with the cynicism, it's, sorry, I was going to say it, the cynicism. It is weaponized Haley. though, Tom, like right. it's a slippery slope, right? Yeah. Like mental acuity, like, you know, think well, of people who have aged and who have been sound of mind the entire time. Like, um, Miss Cicely Tyson was, was, was with it from, and she was well into her nineties. Like, People throw, it's not okay to, it's, it's, it's incredibly ageist. It's also like, because it's dangerous because reasonable people will say, oh yeah, of course, mental acuity tests, of course. But the, the shadow side of it is like, it's ageist and you're, you know. I agree. Sorry, I, I'm just gonna say really quickly, getting into recent government, uh, Jerry Brown just retired as governor of California back in 2019. I think he was 80, 81, and was well considered to be one of the most successful and effective governors in the country, uh, you know, and uh, which is part of why when people like Biden at 80, should he run for re-election? And California is not, California is not Rhode Island. It's like, it's basically a country. And, you know, yeah, the age didn't seem to be a factor for that. Karen, please go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, people sometimes, you know, a lot of people say with authority, oh, Biden is senile. I'm like, no, he's not senile. He's a little slower physically yeah. because he's an older man and he has to watch his step because he probably doesn't have great balance and he doesn't have complete physical control of self. Um, my, I, my dad is like four months shy of his 100th birthday mm -hmm. and he pretty much is all there. And yeah. at 80 was a hundred percent. I mean, sometimes now he'll a few things, but I always say it's selective dementia. Like if something's boring to him, he doesn't pay attention, but <laughs> like my, like he'll, he knows every class my son is taking in college. Like, mm. like he, so it, it is one of those things, like just because somebody's older and there are people who lose, you know, their mental abilities at 50 because they don't read because they don't, spar you mm. know I, I biden is obviously a guy who works all the time so he keeps that muscle of his brain working but you know people just it's like the fraud in the election people just say well if we just sort of say that biden's senile everyone which is such a stupid word everyone will agree like you you say like, I, I mean, I I have friends who are sort of lapsed Republicans who say, well, I mean, of course, Biden is senile. And I'm like, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I mean, as somebody who my mother had dementia and I have other people in my life who have dementia, I there is little like zero, zero evidence of dementia on the part of Joe Biden. Yeah, zero. I think uh, Seems like an older man. 
a couple weeks ago, he was in town uh, in New York uh, to make an already announcement. Already had the stuttering thing as well. Too. Yeah, uh, he, he was in town a couple weeks ago to make an announcement related to uh, a tunnel along the Hudson River line. And a reporter uh, had commented like he was leaving the stage and he a bunch of the union guys were up a, up a couple flights of stairs and they were waving. And he walked and stopped and like waved up. And this reporter, uh, uh, who shall be nameless, but no one on this call, uh, uh, said something that like, like oh you know like really scoffed he's like that's pretty bad i bet he wanted to go up those stairs but didn't he's old and all i could think is man an 80 year old who opts not to go up that flight of stairs is with it <laughs> he knows the risk <laughs> he knows that could be the last one up that means he's 100 percent still with it i just want to say tying it back to nikki haley where i got bothered was not necessarily her saying there should be screenings it's that she said they should start at 75 which donald trump is 77 and then i believe 77 uh and then was instantly asked well do you think donald trump should have that screening and she said well i think he'd of course pass it and if you think he'd of course pass it then i don't think that you are ready to be president of these united states 